Hello and welcome to the Somatic Movement and Mindset podcast with me, clinical somatic educator and founder of Total Somatics, Heidi Hadley. The Somatic Movement and Mindset podcast has been designed to help you gain a deeper understanding to how your mind and body work. You will learn about your amazing mind and body and why over time you can feel pain, recurring injuries and poor posture. Within this podcast, I will teach you why this doesn't have to be your future or the norm for you. Would you like to learn how to reduce pain, move freely and gain a new lease of life? Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. Now, can you believe this is our last podcast for 2022? So I don't know where the year's gone. It's raced by. Um, but I just want to say a huge thank you for joining me throughout the year. I think all of us have been through a bit of a roller coaster if we've had sicknesses or all sorts of things that have happened. And I really appreciate how so many of you reached out to me over the year uh, with either your worries, your concerns, your questions, feedback, everything. Because don't forget that these episodes have been created from your feedback, your questions, your challenges. And so please, as we go further on into the new year and beyond, please keep sending your questions, your challenges, your queries, your feedback, everything to me, because this podcast is created for you, by you, basically. And so to celebrate the time that we've had together this year, I've actually put like a little collage of episodes together. So you can just take some little extracts from different episodes that we that I've um, delivered to you during 2022. And this is just a, a way to kind of super boost you as we finish the year and we start the new year with lots of really great intentions. So get yourself a nice cup of tea, get yourself sorted, put your feet up and let's just enjoy a few of the highlights from this year to enjoy. You see, movement is medicine and through movement and specific brain training techniques that we use within total somatics, we can start to reverse those repetitive behavioral patterns or those habits that have, have come across and they've changed your posture. They've created maybe an injury or maybe you get recurring injuries. Maybe again, it's post-operative. The way that you were moving and standing post-operative has left its mark a little bit or maybe it's stress and anxiety. You see, all of these aspects start to pattern tension in your body and stretching is not gonna address those issues. Whereas when we use a specific, specific technique called pandiculation, it's a three-step process. It's far superior to stretching. And I wanna share why that is the case today. Because when we're working with your muscles, we're wanting to allow them to heal and, and rehabilitate. And I want to just debunk a few issues that people talk about with stretching. I want to show you the research in why stretching really isn't very efficient for your muscles. It's not going to do much for the power output and strength of your muscles. Whereas when you hear the, the experts and basically the stress patterns that are created through stretching, you'll see why pandiculation is really the way forward because we are staying up to date with neuromuscular science. So let me share this with you, first of all. When we injure muscles or when we injure our tendons, people think that we should stretch them. And that may be the advice that you've been given in the past. But you see, when we have an injured tendon or we have injured muscles, they actually elongate. And yet what we need to do is when they're injured, we need them to be held together. You see, your muscle fibers, your fascia, your connective tissue, they all need to be held back together. 
because the muscle fibers that are impacted by this are called sarcomeres and they actually need to join back together to heal up. So if you're constantly stretching an area, trying to get that range of movement back, it's not going to happen because we need to allow those muscles to knit back together. They need to line back up together. They need to heal back up and they can only heal them by allowing them to stay close together. So that's where we can speed up that healing process. You see, I've seen people over the years that have stretched and stretched and stretched. And what they've actually done is they've weakened their muscles and their muscle fibers. Because what they've also done is they've weakened the tendons. And remember, the tendons are what connect muscle to bone. And so when we weaken your tendons, what starts to happen is people then end up with recurring injuries because the injured area never actually is allowed time to heal because it's constantly being stretched. It's being pulled apart. And remember, we need them to line up and heal up together. So that's why people start to re-injure themselves. And they have a lot of difficulty with healing because of this theory that they've been told to stretch. And also, you know, static stretching. So that's when we hold a stretch for like 20 to 30 seconds. It doesn't prime your muscle, which is what people have often said it will do. It actually weakens it. And at the University of Nevada in Las Vegas, they actually got um, athletes and they looked at athletes and they noticed that athletes actually generated less force from their leg muscles after static stretching than if they didn't stretch at all. And they also had other studies and these studies showed that stretching will decrease muscle strength by as much as 30%. And these researchers, again, they also suggested there is a reason why there's this weakening. And they said it's that when someone stretches their leg muscles, it can actually reduce the strength in the other leg as well. And they're saying it's highly likely because the central nervous system re rebels against this movement. And the scientific reason for this is because they say that there is a neuromuscular inhibitory response to static stretching. And so the straining muscle becomes less responsive and it stays weakened for up to 30 minutes after stretching. So can you see why now when we stay up to date with the science, we're realizing that belief systems of stretching we're, we're from like decades ago and with neuromuscular research and science, we can see now why when we stay up to date with how our health and well-being is, we realize that movement truly is medicine and in particular, the process called pandiculation. So when we change the way that your brain communicates to your muscles, we can make huge shifts and changes. And so this is where pandiculation is so much more superior to stretching because pandiculation will reset your muscle length. It will also improve your motor function or basically the output of your muscles, which we learned last time is actually impacted when you stretch. And pandiculation is known as active lengthening as opposed to passive or static stretching. So it's called active lengthening because pandiculation is involved and pandiculation stimulates your brain to create re-education of muscles and also to enhance movement, muscle memory and performance. And so pandiculation allows your brain to take back conscious or voluntary control of what had been until this point a subconscious or involuntary type muscles. So there are three distinct phases that I'm going to break down with you today 
on how pandiculation helps and, and what happens in a process of pandiculation. So the first stage is the contraction. Now, when we contract your muscle, it's a slightly stronger contraction than the existing contraction. So we don't do a big, big contraction because in some cases, if people have got very tight muscles, they haven't got a lot of capacity to tense much more. So it's just a little bit more than the existing contraction. And the reason for that is because we then from that contraction, we send sensory information to your brain so that your brain is able to feel and become aware of that muscle again. Because as we've considered in previous podcast episodes, what can happen through repetition and through stress and habits and all sorts of behavioral patterns, your brain can develop a level of amnesia and it can simply forget how to consciously or voluntarily move a muscle. So movement patterns within your muscles are lost. And before you know it, you're just living on autopilot. So the contraction is really powerful. It has to be strong enough for your brain to sense it, but not too much that it's going to create discomfort. And that's why pandiculation is so, so powerful and so effective for people that have a lot of pain because we don't have to work hard. We are working really smart and intelligent with your incredible soma. So after the contraction phase, we have a second phase, and that's called the slow release phase. And this part is where we have to be really mindful. And the reason for that is that the slower the release, the greater impact this has on your brain. Because the release is where your brain is actually noticing. It's soaking in this information and the details of the movement, knowing how it can fully release and let go. You see, this is what's really powerful is the slow release is part of that re-education process. Remember that re-education is what happens when we pandiculate. We've woken up your brain map, your brain in step one. And then in step two, we are then becoming mindful and noticing that slow, gentle release to the end of that natural movement pattern before it turns into a stretch. That's where we have to be mindful because sometimes we just want to stretch it and take it a little bit further. But remember, we're working with your brain. And when we're listening to where the end range is of that movement, that's when we start to keep your brain very active and we're creating that re-education process. So after the second phase of that slow release, we then have this third phase and it's known as complete relaxation. And this is really, really powerful because this phase is all about integration. Everything that you've been practicing through the contraction and that slow release phase, your brain needs time to process that information. Your brain is soaking up the information that you've just been doing with that contraction and that slow release. And when we create these new patterns of behavior, it means your brain is creating new neural pathways or synapses. And the more that we start using those new pathways or synapses, we start to create new habits, new learned behaviors that are going to override the bad habits that have been leading us into injury, pain, recurring issues, uh, limited mobility, you name it, whatever those chronic pain issues are, we can start to address those with pandiculation and by allowing those new, new neural pathways to knit together and create new learned behavior. 
And you see, that's why total somatics is so powerful using the process of pandiculation, because this process is known as cortical learning. And it's cortical learning because we are changing old habits, old behavioral patterns, old postural patterns, the way that we move, the way that we stand, the way that we think, which translates into tension and tightness in our body. We are changing what has developed on a subconscious level, things that have built up over the years. And it's only when we get pain or limited mobility that we think, hang on, we've got to do something about this. You see, it's just that gradual thing that's been going on quietly in the background. And because it's been building up, we need to re-educate your brain to learn new ways to move, ways to learn to release and relax your muscles without forcing and stretching and straining. You see, when we work with your control center, the software, the command center that's telling your muscles when to move, when to relax, that's where the power lies. However, there is a huge um, correlation between muscle tension, stress, anxiety, fear, and trauma. And that is because your brain is basically a pattern creator. And what it's starting to do is create patterns of muscular tension throughout your body. Now, I'm going to quote here a leading expert in trauma and stress, and his name is Bessel van der Kolt. And Bessel actually says this. He says that people become living testimonials for things that no longer exist, but they need to hold on to it in their hearts, mind, body and brain. The loyalty to what was just blew me away. And in this instance, he was talking about veterans, war veterans that he's basically worked with over the years and how trauma has left that imprint on their mind and their body and everything else too. And you know as well as I do that when we're looking at our beautiful system, we in Total Somatics refer to this as our soma. So we will look at that as our emotional, mental, physical, energetic health, which encompasses all of our mind and body and everything else in between. We are such intelligent beings that we can't just separate these things. And as you can see from Bessel van der Kolk there, you can see how he links and he says, our heart and our mind and our body and our brain, all of this is where people hold on and allow those things to imprint into their soma. And so really any emotional response or event is gonna lead to some sort of imprint or, or residue to our system. And what happens is, is when we become anxious, we can start to then disconnect from our body and we can start to feel this overwhelm and this anxiety. And that is why in total somatics, doing soma scans are really, really important because that's the first step of encouraging you to start noticing what's happening in your internal world. Because if you are stressed, you have disconnected and you're not noticing those subtle sensations and feedback. Because remember, until you can sense and feel something, you're not able to change it. So we really want to be able to increase our skills of noticing and sensing and feeling. And there's a very tailored, structured way of doing that within totalsomatics.com. You see, these instinctive stress responses where we kind of disconnect and we become very cortical, but we no longer sense and feel what's happening elsewhere. That's actually a subconscious survival stress pattern that happens. It comes from our brainstem, which is right there at the base of our brain. And in the brainstem, it holds lots of life surviving and life giving properties. 
Your brainstem helps you to breathe without you having to micromanage that. Your heart rate, your hormonal secretions, your digestive function, everything that's happening without you having to consciously control it is happening because your brainstem is keeping you alive. And that's where these subconscious stress patterns are held. So we can't ever get rid of them. But what we want to do is notice them and then be able to come in and out of them, have that flexibility and that resilience to be able to notice when we have them and when we need those stress survival mechanisms, but then creating a regulation or recalibration so that we can live in a, in a window of sort of capacity or tolerance, which makes us able to kind of operate and function at a much more efficient, more conscious level, rather than being subconscious and being held by these um, brain stress responses, which have a deeper impact into just replaying and continuing to create stress patterns and behaviors and increasing things like cortisol in your system. So all of that is happening subconsciously. So when we notice these patterns of behavior, there are skills within total somatics to help you to regulate and recalibrate. Well, I'll tell you what, when you look back at those episodes, I think, my goodness, what um, loads of material that we've covered during the year. And so it's really cool, isn't it? When we look back, we can see what we've discussed, what we've covered. Um, and that's, again, just from me listening to what you've sent me, what you've, your questions, your queries, all that sort of thing. But yeah, when we look back, you think, goodness me, there's been a lot covered in the Somatic Movement and Mindset podcast channel. So as a result, I'd really like you to stay with me as we move on into the next year and beyond, because especially from next in the next episode, we will be entering into January 2023. And even if you're listening to these episodes way, way after those dates, it's all still very much applicable because we're looking at um, we're going to be looking in January at mindset. So important that we really consider what's happening with our mindset. And because people have so many focuses and goals and intentions for the new year, and sometimes it drops off midway, I'd like us to really deep have a deep dive into the subject of mindset. And so as we basically have a complete focus of January on the subject of mindset and creating healthy goals and intentions, I'd like you to check out that I've actually introduced um, or I've brought in some really very um, inspiring, very um, incredible, very special people to be part of January 2023. So I will be doing some solo episodes, so have a look for those too. But also I've got some guests coming in and those guests are pretty special. Some of them, my husband and I in particular, have been very good mentors, very good support to us when we moved here to Australia. Uh, there's other people that I've connected with over the time and again, become really good firm friends over that period of time. So I'd love you to get yourself another cup of tea and then get yourself ready for those episodes that will be um, landing in your a podcast platform file or folder wherever it is or if it's in your email please look out for those episodes because i've designed them so that they can be really inspiring and really focused on getting us a nice healthy yet balanced focus for the year instead of going full throttle and um, and 100 miles an hour at things what we're going to be doing is considering micro habits that's a key expression that i use a lot in in january in this this series of mindset podcasts coming up so do check that out um but 
Until then, all my love and my best wishes for the last few days of this year. And I'll see you very, very soon. Again, thank you so much for all your support. It means the world to me. It really does. So until next time, all my love and all of my best wishes for you, your family, your friends, any of your loved ones, anyone at all that's in your group, in your wider community. I just want you to feel the love because I really appreciate all of your support over the year and as we move on together. So I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and also forward this on to somebody you know will benefit. To learn more about pain relief, plus how to improve your health and well-being, go to totalsomatics.com. Until next time, take care. <laughs>